Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. How is everybody doing today? Happy Friday Q&A. Oh, that rhymes. I do love a good rhyme. Um, I am checking in. What is coming up for you? What are you learning? What are all the things that you are doing in your brain? We have two really great questions um, that really helped us. That really helped me. Now, let me look at the questions really quickly. You know, um, what can I do when I like when I feel so burnt out? Like what what happens? What should I do? It's over overwhelming. And how many of us have felt that way before? Like life is overwhelming and so hard and it just feels like so much. And so, of course, we're feeling burnt out, especially around the pandemic. We're all feeling like, oh, my gosh. And then the second question I got this week was, um, what do you recommend for planning your time? Or some variation of question in that area. You know that this week has been so exciting for me because I have been doing the time inventory challenge um, through Laura Vanderkam. Now I have her name right. Um, um, I know how she does it in 168 hours. She has really great books around what it means as a working mom, working woman to plan our time and what it looks like and all of the things. And so often we don't know where our time is going. And I know that is the it is very true for my life. I've learned some really great lessons that I put in my stories. One, my primitive brain always wants to sabotage me, right? Like, of course. Um, and and it says things like, just don't worry, don't do that today. You're so overwhelmed. There's so much going on. Just let's be let's be comfy. Um, and oftentimes, and this goes around to burnout as well. So I'm bringing it up. Uh, in this vein as well, is that we are in charge of taking care of all of our family needs, right? Uh, it, it seems like it falls to us women, if you, 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 we're women listening, right? To figure out how to manage everything, all the, all the details, all the meal plans, all the, no, people help us, right? We hire help, we have partners maybe in our lives that help. We have other people. We have kind mothers that might make, bake us a chicken. We have, you know, but it falls on us to remember who's picking up whom and where kids are going. And, and so guess what happens? Our brains come up with stories. Stories like it's always, I have to do everything. It's always on me. I'm the only one whoever cares about these things, whoever does these things. I'm the only one who fill in the blank, right? And so when you have thought after thought after thought of like, it's all on me, guess what you're going to feel when you repeatedly think it's all up to me. You're going to feel overwhelmed. You're going to feel burnt out. You might feel anxious right? Depending on what your brain does or what your brain's offering you, you're going to feel all the things. 
So I offer this to you to say like, is the thought serving you, sweet friend? Like I've got so much to do. Oh my heavens, do I have so much to do. How does that make you feel? Does that thought serve you and what you want to accomplish in your life? So I ask you this as just a way and as an invitation to explore what your brain is doing. So oftentimes we feel the feelings of burnout and overwhelm or confusion. And we don't necessarily, we say it's other people that are making this, us feel this way. But as you know, because of my cognitive behavioral orientation and what I learned in graduate school from Dr. Albert Ellis, the founder of cognitive behavioral theory, is that we choose our thoughts, our emotions, our actions, right? It's not what is given to us. Now, we have circumstances beyond our control all the time. And as who said it, um, I, I thought it was one of my professors that said it. I think it was Byron Katie who said it. So newsflash, I've been attributing it to my professor this whole time. It was not. Um, Byron Katie said, you can argue with reality, but you will lose 100% of the time. Essentially, that was what Dr. Albert Ellis was saying as well. Like, you can argue against your circumstances. You can say, this shouldn't be happening to me. This is so overwhelming. My gosh, I can't handle this. But that, that won't change the, the, the events or the circumstances of your life. The only thing that will change, that can change, are your thoughts and emotions and actions which will lead to different results, right? So I offer this, we are not judging ourselves. We are not condemning ourselves for always thinking bad thoughts. Like our brains just have a negativity bias. Nothing's gone wrong. You are not bad because your brain, your primitive brain is just doing its job. Nothing is wrong, sweet friend. You are learning, you are growing, you are doing all the things. So I offer this to you to say, when you feel burned out and overwhelmed, I want you to reflect on what it is that you are telling yourself. And when we name it, we can tame it, right? You hear me say that. It's my favorite thing to say. Because for so long, I wanted to think that I just needed to change what I felt. I just needed to think positively. And you guys know, I, I, I have an upcoming podcast on this the problem of toxic positivity. It's a classier title than that. That's why I just can't think of it right now, right? And so I want you to tell yourself, get honest with yourself and say, why did it, what is it in my life that is not fueling me? That doesn't feel right. If we accept that emotions are just vibrations in our body, right? Just vibrations in our body. Then, and, and they're not neither good or bad. They're not shameful. They're not like we are going to choose to a different vibration. It's as simple as that. It's not as simple as that, but you get the point. So you're just working with what is coming up for you. Mwah! You're just learning. You're just growing. You're just doing all the things. Thank you. Thank you. And so I offer this to you as an opportunity to really look at 
what you are learning about your life. Oftentimes I will ask my clients, like I will ask them this, they'll have a thought like no one else does anything. And, and this could be in your job, in your business, in your family, in your fill in the blank, in your relationship. I'm the only one who does anything here. Right? The thought we probably all have had or are having on some level. It's all up to me. I want you to really ask yourself, why do you have that thought now? How is that thought protecting you? What does that thought say about your core values or about who you are as a person? Like, I want you to ask yourself, why do you have that thought? Why is that thought sticking around? Because at the core of us, we are self, we are in, in it to preserve our own sanity, right? And that prefrontal cortex is designed to keep us safe. So of course we're having these thoughts. I'm the only one who does it. I'm the only one who's pulling my weight. Because you're trying to protect yourself. You're trying to say, like, I'm uncomfortable with this. Something is going on and I need to figure it out. That's why you're having that thought. Not because you're a bad person and you should take on more than you are. So I offer this to you as a way to say like, okay, I'm having this thought and this emotion and I don't want that in my life. It's not serving me. So we're just going to decide, right, to say goodbye, to say thank you for that thought that has been trying to protect me, but I choose something new now. I choose something new. And it's not like a, it might be a miraculous event that you think a new thought and you're like, okay, I'm good. I got this now. But oftentimes we have to practice and practice and practice the thoughts over and over and over again to rewire that in our brain. So exciting. Nothing's gone wrong. You can do this work. You can live a life of purpose and meaning and beauty and grace and all of the things. You can choose to say no to burnout. Because why you are meeting your own needs every day. I often think that we experience burnout because we are not prioritizing self-care or space for ourselves. I just posted in the stories um, something really interesting that I used to do. I didn't want people to know how much I read books because I wanted them to think that I was 100% committed to my business and my family. And therefore, like, we, our thoughts are so funny and so kooky and so particular and so like unhelpful sometimes. I wanted to be seen as this big time business owner so I could burn myself out, right? And not show people that I took time for self-care. And I, I mean, this is previous, it's not recently, but it was so fascinating when I had that experience, that aha moment of like, no, I need to own this. And in the owning, of all the time I took for me, I gave others permission to take time from themselves because why 
if we are telling ourselves we do not have time for anything other than business and family, not us, we don't matter. How many clients also have come to me and said, I am seventh on the list. Everything else comes before me. No wonder they're burnt out. That is their thought. That is their story they're telling themselves. And that's the reality that they've had to create for self-preservation, right? For protection. And so what if we could give ourselves, all of us, all the beautiful people in the world permission to love ourselves, to say we are worthy enough for time spent reading, time spent thinking thoughts that will, that will serve us, time spent getting an IV so that we can have the energy to be present for our business, for our family. What if we stop this malarkey that says that we don't have time for us? Because, oh, sweet friends, this was my rallying cry, right? I was like, I got to do everything because I'm the only good one at it, right? I can't be the only one who, I am the best person for this job. Well, I'm the only person for this job because no one else does it right. Mm. So when we get clear about what is causing our burnout, when we get clear that we are worthy enough to spend time reading awesome books that fuel us, fiction, nonfiction, whatever, we spend time exercising on our own. You guys know I just recently had um, in my time inventory challenge, I try to stack things. I try to say like, oh, I'm going to spend time with my kids and exercise. Or my favorite is like, I'm always listening to a book and I'm like gonna do everything all at once so I can stack things and get more done. Here's the deal, it makes me tired. It makes me feel burnt out. I'm trying to do too many things. That's why I really believe that we all need to do a time inventory. I'd show you my phone, but you guys know I'm using two things i'm recording on facebook and on instagram look at me go but i use toggle it's an app t-o-g-g-l and it allows me to track my time and i can see where where my time is going and so the second question is what do you recommend for planning your time first before you plan your time you need to know where your time's going because we all most of us have wildly different views of where our time is going than where it is actually going. How, how many of us have done this before? Like, I think it'll take me 17 hours to write an ebook, right? It, oh, it's going to be so hard. It's going to take me so much time. Here's the deal. I can get it done in two hours, but I don't know that unless I know how much time it takes me. I was, when I was doing this time inventory, I didn't realize how much time I was spending cleaning. I thought I just cleaned here and there and it didn't add up to two hours. Now we are, I normally outsource things like this, but we are just in a, we are between outsourcing. It's totally fine. I'm making it work. It just so happened that it lined up with the, I do a time inventory every quarter. I track my time. So I do it for five days. I don't need to know what I do on the weekend. Some people do. 
They want to know that they're using their time wisely. I do it during five days during the week, each quarter. And it helps me, allows me the space to see where my time is going. How much time am I spending getting Theo ready in the morning and, and getting him to bed? Can I change that process? Can I say, okay, Chris, which we do, by the way, after the first time I did an inventory, I was like, oh, this stops now. I'm feeling burnout and I didn't actually know how much time I was spending. So I know I have a really great estimate. So we take turns doing it or we're like, Theo, just go to bed. I'm kidding. Um, or I mean, like you make the rules. It's your life. You get to choose how much time you spend doing all the things, how much time you spend on social media. It was really interesting. I was talking to someone. We were talking about the phenomenon Stopping scrolling, like if you say I'm going to stop scrolling, I'm not going to scroll as much as I, I was before because that's a time suck and it's just not appropriate for me. You almost, it's like you don't know what to do with your hands. What are you going to do with your hands? Like oftentimes it's like the, the smoking. When people quit smoking, they don't know what to do with their hands. Same principle. You guys know it was really fascinating when I went to quit scrolling social media, which I did. I mean, I like my goal in 2019 was to actually increase my time on social media as a business owner, because I had gotten so good about just not being on social media because it didn't fuel me. So, so funny what our brains do. But anyway, um, I uh, don't know where I was going with this. <laughs> I love it. Um, but we, so where, how much I remember I spent instead of being on social media. So I was like, I'm doing such a great job. Guess what I did instead. I spent my time instead of like reading books that fueled me or doing, I was avoiding my emotions. Cause oftentimes we go to social media to avoid emotions, right? We don't want to feel something. So we're like, uh, must scroll. This will make me feel better. So I was avoiding my emotions by scrolling. And so I started doing crossword puzzles because I was like, oh, I'm just learning. I'm growing. I'm expanding my mind. No, I was still avoiding my emotions in the same way as scrolling social media. I just did it in a way that made me feel somewhat more uh, educated. Like it's totally fine for me to be wasting my time. Now, if I choose to do a crossword puzzle, that's vastly different than if I was doing it to avoid my emotions. You see the, you see the difference. Okay, so what do you recommend? This was a, a rant about what do you recommend for planning your time? Okay, so step one, get clear about where you're spending your time. Do a time in, inventory. Step two, once you have that, you're gonna decide are there pockets of time that I'm not using well and do I wanna use them differently? And three, most important, so this should be number one, but who am I to re, re, renumber these? You guys know I never have an outline, so I just make these up on the fly. No, I don't, I mean, I have them in my head. But anyway, number three is planning your time requires planning your time. It requires putting time in the schedule for you. First, your sanity, your mental health, your emotional health, your time for you, that is number one. So what can I do when I feel so burnt out? 
put time on the schedule for you. What do you recommend for put, planning your time? Put time on the schedule for you. I also believe that we don't follow a schedule. We, like we veer off course and we decide not to do what we say we're gonna do because we didn't put any time in it for us. Trust me, try this out. No, don't trust, try it out. See what happens. If you actually put time in for you, your brain won't need to, um, it won't need to cause anarchy or chaos. You're like, I've got all the time I need. And choose anchor thoughts. Number four, choose anchor thoughts that will serve you. I have all the time in my need, I need. Every, I'm, I'm going to get done what I need to get done today. Everything is always working out for me. And that's it. Okay, sweet friends, I did it in exactly 20 minutes. Talk about time planning, sweet friends. Okay, I love you all. If you have any questions for next week, email me, hello at jessicastarn.com. Oh, one other thing that I forgot to say. After doing this time inventory, and I'm going to talk about this, I realized that I have room for two individual clients. I do. I totally have room for it. I've made homeschooling work. I've made all the things work. And I, if you're ready for transformation, if you're ready to change your thoughts about you, if you're ready to feel worthy, if you're ready to like up level your game, I want to help you transform your life. I've got two spots open. I feel like let's do this. Whoever's listening, let's do this. Okay. Happy Friday. I'll see you Monday. I'll see you the next day. Love you all. Have a great and courageous week. I'll talk to you all soon. Bye. I gotta figure out. And as always, I want to remind you, if you want more information about how to work with me, if you really um, have heard anything on this episode that you're like, wait a minute, you can go to jessicastong.com. You can learn more information about the Courageous Life Society, a group coaching membership that really helps you take all this information and apply it. And also you can get more information about one-on-one -on -one coaching. Thank you so much and have a great and courageous week, everyone.